in to another dreamisode episode dreamisode i need to say episode <laughs> after so. just think because it's, it's a dreamisode dream you leave it at that just to another dreamisode we are finding out that uh, i mean we enjoy doing our other episodes the real reason why we started this podcast yeah <laughs> but it is quickly becoming apparent that these are, and I'm not saying they're necessarily more popular than others, but uh, we're getting a lot of good feedback on these. <laughs> yeah. We probably so. get more comments and feedback yeah. on these than the others, but when it comes to the download numbers, I think it's almost 50-50 or all right. flip the other way. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening to all of our episodes. Uh, this week for this dream... It's a doozy. Um, I was just looking through it here, and uh, it amazes me. Just, <laughs> what? I'm not going to count how many pages because I don't want people to know. <laughs> but there's, how do you remember all of this in a dream? <laughs> it's so much. It's just a God-given gift, Trev. <laughs> exactly. I really thought, like, for most of my life, I've thought that my ability to remember dreams was normal. Like I didn't think that it was strange, but apparently the more I talk to people, they're like, I don't you didn't think that you were a freak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that much about my dreams. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I'm good. Um, we're going to get going on this since we, uh, since it is a little bit of a bigger or a longer dream. Um, but I will tell you, I have been waiting for us to record this one for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a good thing I don't remember it, so it's going to be just as <laughs> funny as I don't it remember fresh. a lot of it. But I just, <laughs> I just remember it goes all over the place. I'm not going to lie because this has it has been several months since we've I had this dream and since we've originally uh, read the dream. But I had to read through it to kind of find some key words so that I could do the portion at the end where I put what we find on dreammoods.com is the meaning of some of the things in there. <laughs> and I was literally laughing out loud to myself at some of the points. <laughs> and just even to the point where I'm like, what kind of dork thinks of this stuff? But I'm like, it's me. Me. I do. <laughs> I think of these things. <laughs> so without further ado... This is Dreamisode number nine. Pandemic! <laughs> it's in another exclamation yep. mark. <laughs> Pandemic! Okay, here we go. It's a Friday morning and I'm working away in my office when my boss walks in and lets me know that he needs me to hold down the fort for the afternoon. 
as he and the majority of the staff are going to take a trip to California to watch a very popular Christmas play. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we can tell who is the reject of the office. (laughs) Hey, uh, Daniel, uh, everybody else here in the office and I are going to be taking a trip to California without you. (laughs) We We need you to... Hold the fort. <laughs> you're the boss now, big guy. <laughs> it's like when you're always the DD. <laughs> yeah. Like, but guys, I want to have fun too. You are having fun, getting us home safe. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though; that was partially like I remember that gut feeling when I was having the dream of it was like this conflicting. Like, I want to go, but. Gosh dang it, they're counting on me. <laughs> that's, why, that's why the next line is, I let him know that I'll take care of things around the office, but secretly I'm upset because I wanted to go to the Christmas play. <laughs> I imagine like it's, it's Michael Scott and all the rest of the office, and then he just makes Dwight stay. <laughs> but Dwight takes his responsibility so seriously, like, I must hold down the fort. <laughs> Unfortunately, a handful of co-workers and myself were relegated to staying behind and running in... Sorry, I had a hard time with that word, relegated. <laughs> and myself were relegated to staying behind and running the bank as a skeleton crew. Once I calmed myself down... I decided to go down the hall and get some cash from the teller, from a teller, for the weekend. Can you just do that? <laughs> like, out of my like it's out. <laughs> like, Hey, Bonnie, I'm going to need some spending cash. For the weekend. Just for the weekend. <laughs> it's cool. Just take it out of the till. Just, uh... Take it out of petty cash. <laughs> like, I'm not opening an account in that bank. <laughs> Typically, one would notice that tellers work inside bank branches. However, for whatever reason, the teller I paid a visit to just so happened to be working out of the HR department on this day. I walk up to her and ask her if I can withdraw $300 from my bank account. She keys in my account number and immediately starts to critique every transaction that has gone through my account recently. All I wanted was some freaking cash for the weekend, but instead have to stand there for the next 20 minutes defending why I have so many transactions posted to my account. I have to explain what each bill is, why I went to so many fast food restaurants, (laughs) etc. (laughs) Etc. <laughs> Finally, after I had answered all of her inquiries, she tells me that she is going to have to talk to her supervisor to see if I can take the $300 out of my account. Her supervisor tells her that as, aren't you holding down the fort? <laughs> well, I was in admin. <clears throat> Just be like, I am your supervisor. Give me my damn money. <laughs> Did you not see this medal I made myself? This fort holder. Fort holder downer. That means I'm numero uno. I am the boss. Her supervisor tells her that as long as I have the funds in my account, I'm free to take them out anytime I want, and that it doesn't matter how many transactions I've had recently. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) This makes me feel slightly better. 
Not all the way better, but just <laughs> slightly better. Well, I still had to live through the 20 still, minutes still of explaining pissed. everything. Still pissed. As I feel that it is some sort of minute redemption for the 20-minute grill session I just endured, the teller then hands me a CPU and a monitor with dangling cords instead of $300 <laughs> in cash. Yet, this all seems normal to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? And at the time, and I proceed to take the CPU and monitor with me as I walk out of the HR office. (laughs) I cannot offer you $300, but But we have this monitor and CPU. It's It's as good as cash. That's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. It's about the equivalent of $300. (laughs) However, I do not leave without giving the teller a bit of a life lesson first. (laughs) I explained to her that she too will have many transactions go through her account when she gets older, gets married, and has kids. (laughs) Before I leave, I offer you this advice. You too will have many transactions in your life. (laughs) Once you are married and have kids, it increases your transactions tenfold. Take that to the bank. (laughs) Pun intended. Good day. (laughs) I I then walk back to my office and place the CPU and monitor back on the ground. F this. I don't know why I have this. (laughs) I immediately begin to... It's like your wife, she's like, all right, before you come home, sweetie, I need, uh, can you get $300 out of our account, please? We need to pay for our kids' dance. <laughs> or we, need, we need money we for need groceries. groceries. Well, <laughs> where's the money? Well, I have this CPU. <laughs> <laughs> and monitor. And monitor. What do you mean? Well, that's as good as money. <laughs> so, All we have kinda, to do is kind of like Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> yeah. All we have to do on our way to the grocery store is stop by that pawn shop. Yeah. They this, will, they, they will this take it. It's a magical CPU and monitor. <laughs> we bury it and we get gold. <laughs> um, I then walk back to my office and place a CPU monitor back on the ground. I immediately begin to seethe all over again as I can see everyone who's going to the Christmas place starting to gather outside my office door, all dressed up like elves with pointy jiggly shoes. (laughs) Jingly. You did not say jingly. You said pointy jiggly shoes. (laughs) I was thinking in my head because I was like, I was imagining just shoes that are just like jiggling back and forth like, <laughs> just, like well, as if know, somebody's like excited j- and dancing j- like shoes. J- 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 j-e-l-l-o j- jiggly shoes <laughs> they all start dancing in a circle singing and laughing and tapping their shoes together with one another as they spin <laughs> Danny doesn't get to come to the dance or to the, the play, play to the Christmas play <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear they were doing it to get a rise out of me because they did it right in front of my office door. And I was just sitting there mad. They were all so excited to be going to this Christmas well, play. Considering it's in your dream, it had to be somewhere you saw it. <laughs> you could see them. I want to know what this play is. 
why we were going from Utah to California to see this play as a like a office get together. Uh, together yeah, and who dresses up before they get like you dress in your regular comfortable transport like, like the biggest Christmas clothes. play nerds ever. <laughs> it's like the people that dress up as Jedi to go see the Star Wars movie like the night of yeah, but they don't release. like they don't like if it was in another city. They don't fly there. In their <laughs> yeah, Star Wars stuff. I, know, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the more time I get to spend in this outfit, the better. Oh, I think that's why they did it just to get me angry because they pre-dressed right in front of my office. Did a little jig. <laughs> they are all so excited to be going to the Christmas play, and meanwhile, I have to just stay here and do boring work. Anyway, I eventually get over it and finish out my day of work at the bank. I walk outside, lock the doors, and start heading toward my car. However, as I'm walking, I catch a sense that something is not right. It's far too quiet around here as it's usually a fairly busy part of town. I decide to walk around for a bit to see if I can't can't deduce what is going on. As I tread around the city, I eventually run into a young couple with a baby. I can tell that they are frustrated and ask them what is wrong. They explain to me that they have been trying to get a cab to stop for them for a long time and have yet to get one to pull over and pick them up. Just as they are finishing their justifiable rant, I happen to catch a glimpse inside one of the cars that drives by. I'm fairly certain that no one was driving that car. And the gears in my head start to turn. Hmm. <laughs> the f- funny thing is, like, this could be a normal scene in not too long. But. Yeah. No, at the mall, <laughs> at the Farmington Station Mall, there yeah. is a bus that drives around. Nobody's driving it. Really? Yeah, it just picks all- people autonomous up. Autonomous driving yeah, bus? Yeah, it just picks people up and takes them to different parts of the mall. But I had this dream like six months ago, and it it still is weird. Okay, stop. I know what you're getting at. Well, maybe not. I think you keep trying to say that you're like you're having premonitions of things that you can predict snow in Hawaii. And <laughs> <laughs> no, the snow in Hawaii—that's true. I did predict that, but no, not this one. I'm not saying I'm predicting. I'm predicting things. autonomous cars. I'm just saying right now. It's weird how I'm <laughs> acting like this is such a weird thing, <laughs> but it really may, might not be that weird oh, yeah. pretty soon. Again, I look closely at the next car that drives by. No one in that car either. I tell the couple to look closely at the cars on the road and explain to them that there is no one driving them, let alone in them. They both then slowly turn their heads back toward me with concern on their faces. <laughs> Just be like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Nobody in the car? <laughs> <laughs> My head is spinning as I'm trying to grasp what on earth is going on around here. As I'm thinking, the young mother yells in my direction and points out that there is a driver in the oncoming vehicle. I look up just in time to catch a quick peek of the driver and then turn back to the couple to give them the bad news. I tell them, <laughs> well, the driver used to be a person, but now he's a zombie. <laughs> 
don't know how you could tell that in the split second that you've seen. That is, that is not a person. That's a zombie. <laughs> it then dawns on me that while I was working at the bank, a pandemic must have swept the city and turned almost everyone into a zombie. Damn. <laughs> Things work quickly. <laughs> everything everything so goes so fast in your dreams. <laughs> Waters receded. New regime. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I instantaneously jump into action mode. <laughs> I literally picture you jumping into action mode. Like you're just standing there normal and then you just put up your dukes and jump. <laughs> I instantaneously jump into action mode and tell the young couple to follow me as I will do my best to lead them to safety. That's what you gotta do. You gotta, you gotta take the bull by the horns. <laughs> we quite... We quietly start walking through. Wait, why is Danny? <clears throat> how come he's more qualified to lead them to safety than them lead him to safety in this situation? Like, because Danny looks, dealt with this before. No. Like, I know what to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have the baby. Like, that's I, what I was gonna say. Because he sees them with a baby and immediately just labels them as weak. <laughs> Like, you guys will never make it. <laughs> the baby you've, could come in handy if you've you're, got baggage. Yeah, if you're being chased. Oh, don't you dare say that you're. you're just throw the baby. <laughs> oh, eat the baby first. <laughs> you knew where I was going with that? Yeah, because you've made it very clear that you hate children. <laughs> <laughs> to us who have them, we can't fathom doing that as much as we would like to some days. In fact, but I'm going to just tell that to my kids. No, I'm like, I'm going to feed you the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> you don't it's shut up. A, you don't have to be able to outrun a bear. You just have to be able to outrun <laughs> the slowest person. Well, unless he is a quick eater. And you, don't have to, you, you don't have to outrun the zombies. You just have to chuck a baby. It's like a saying for Alan. It's, it's, I don't see where the there's any <laughs> argument. <laughs> We quietly start walking through the downtown portion of the city and I start to relax a bit as everything is very quiet and no zombies are in sight. Just then, zombies started pouring out <laughs> onto the street from every shop, bar, and small business lining the street we were on. <laughs> Just as it's I very... was able to relax. <laughs> ah, There's very little transition time. I tell the <laughs> I tell the couple to remain calm and to continue walking slowly and in a zombie-like fashion, so that perhaps the zombies won't recognize that we are still alive. This strategy works fairly well for a few minutes. That is until a female zombie catches a whiff of living flesh. <laughs> And screams out to the other zombies. I. <laughs> I smell something funny. <laughs> I don't even know how something zombies talk. I, I smell something funny. <laughs> the zombies start frantically searching for the living morsels walking amongst them. 
I decide that my best course of action is to continue the zombie walk charade. Unfortunately, the young father I was helping was quickly sniffed out and was knocked to the ground in front of an old white milk delivery looking truck. (laughs) It is an odd thing to remember. (laughs) I remember the moment he died. The exact place. He was in front of a milk truck. (laughs) I turned to help him, but it was too late. A horde of zombies jumped on him and began attacking his body. At this point, I knew he was a lost cause, but perhaps I could still get the mother and the baby to safety. I yelled at the mother to follow me, and we ran as fast as we could toward the docks. As we ran... And these are the docks in downtown Salt Lake, by the way. (laughs) Get to the docks! Quickly! Go! Get to the docks! As we ran... I could hear the barrage of zombies closing in just a few seconds behind us. We get to the edge of the dock just in time to see a tribe. <laughs> just to see a tribe of indigenous people pushing a handmade wooden raft into the water. <laughs> what indigenous people? <laughs> the indigenous people of Salt Lake City. The the pioneers? <laughs> Brigham Young? <laughs> See, that's what's wrong, is you guys think that the indigenous people are white. <laughs> Pretty sure there was Native Americans here. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I guess that's where the word canoe comes from, Native American. <laughs> just, where do they come from? <laughs> they just emerge from this, from like... <laughs> Yeah, like that's the alleyways. The, yeah, that's the that's the reason. It's because it's not like three hundred years ago. <laughs> it's <laughs> this is Salt Lake City, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> well, they are all wearing plant based clothing. Like, Let's see again, it's not three hundred years ago. <laughs> like skirts, bras, and loincloths that are made out of leaves. Each outfit was also accented with bright, colorful feathers that must belong to the local species of parrot or something. (laughs) Because we have so many parrots here in Salt Lake City. My goodness. I like how he's literally running for his life from zombies, yet his mind still has the time to be like, hmm, I wonder where those feathers come from. What kind of... What kind of bird would that... They'd probably be a parrot or something like that. Look at those colorful feathers. They were just so bright, though. (laughs) Like, they stuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It doesn't take me long to see that this whole tribe is extremely adept to swimming as they all jump into the water and start pushing the raft in unison. (laughs) It's in the Great Salt Lake. (laughs) It's really a sight to behold, and I know that if I'm going to survive, I too must jump into the water and get on the raft that this tribe is pushing through the water so effectively. (laughs) (laughs) Once I... He just forgets the woman and the baby. He's like, forget you guys. (laughs) F you. I gotta get to those those loincloth people. Those indigenous people. Those indigenous people. Once I get onto the raft, I notice two things. <laughs> One, I have no idea where the baby and the mother went. I just hope they found a safe place. <laughs> Jerk. 
Two, I, see? I was hoping they would find a It safest. turns out Danny basically did what my plan would have been, except for he <laughs> threw the baby and the mom. <laughs> Two, I never knew zombies were capable of swimming. I watched as zombie after zombie splashed into the water and started swimming after us. Not only could they swim, but they were swimming fast enough to keep up with this specialized swimming indigenous tribe. (laughs) (laughs) I I started yelling at the swimming tribe members, encouraging them to swim faster than I believed in them. Wait, so are you in the no, boat? he's on the raft. Yeah, he's on, on the, raft. the raft. He's yeah. not swimming. And they're the ones that are pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not a specialized he's, swimmer. He's, he's like, come on, guys. <laughs> Heave. Mush. Ho. Kick those indigenous legs. <laughs> Faster. They're gaining on us. Once again, he pops into a situation and suddenly he just subsumes command and authority over all. I believe in you. (laughs) These guys are probably like, who the who the f left this guy? Who the f left this guy on our raft? I was, I was the motiv- I was the motivator. <laughs> I had a very important role. He just sits there with like a megaphone. <laughs> Bro. 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 <laughs> An hour or so later, we reached a beach belonging to a neighboring island. The neighboring island of Utah. <laughs> Was this Antelope Island? Yeah, we have one island <laughs> in the Great Salt Lake. It, it is a horrible place. So many biting gnats. I but, know. Ugh. Brine shrimp. I jumped off the raft and could see that this island must be home to an upscale resort. There were a bunch of people on the beach listening to a live band play while dancing and drinking. I try to warn them that a swarm of zombies are on their way and tell them to run to safety. (sighs) Alas, they don't want to hear what I'm saying and continue their party on the beach as if I wasn't even there. Yeah, you did that. People just don't (laughs) listen to... (laughs) People are just... Pretending like you're not there. <laughs> the father of the bride wouldn't listen when the tsunami was coming in that episode. I'm trying to get you to listen to reason. <laughs> <laughs> listen to reason. <laughs> Up ahead of me, I can see a nice restaurant and decide to go inside to get some water and wait to see what my next move needs to be. I'm seated alone at a table for two. <laughs> So sad. Where is your family? Have a table for one. That was the smallest table. Why don't you just go sit in a booth? There's nobody in there. I'm seated alone at a table for two and poured a glass of water. As I sat there, staring blankly at the condensation, station. Station. <laughs> if you know what that's from, anybody, let us know in the comments. Condensation <laughs> dripping from my cold glass. 
I overhear a group of four people sitting at a table next to mine complaining about everything in this classy resort. They whine about everything from the sheets in their rooms to the food at the resort to the service that is not up to their standards. I can't stand people like this and shake my head in disapproval. (laughs) (laughs) He's just sitting there looking at him. He's like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. You see this? This is yeah, because you're not because you're not entitled. Where you just sit on a raft and have indigenous people push you across an entire freaking lake. They needed me to motivate them. You're not swimming fast enough. (laughs) Wait, what happened to the indigenous people? Oh, they're just absorbed into these partying people, I guess. (laughs) Or they just or they just took or they just pushed him. To shore and then just sunk into the sea. <laughs> as long as he is safe. But the way you were saying, saying the shaking the head and acting, which I know people can't see, but it reminded me of like that little guy in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just pops up everywhere it and he just, just shakes, shakes his head. Yeah. <clears throat> Suddenly, the restaurant gets far too quiet. And I realize that everyone in the restaurant, except for the four complainers and myself, have turned into zombies. I look over at the table of snobs, but they are still busy complaining about everything under the sun. I slowly stand up and back my way toward the kitchen doors in hopes that I can find a back door to escape out of. Forget those fools. (laughs) He doesn't say that, but he just is like, snobs. I'm just going to let them die. But I think for a brief moment about, (laughs) I I always think kind of a little, at least one one sentence sentence ahead. I think for a brief moment about warning the nitpickers of the impending multitude of zombies that are beginning to amass around them but decide that doing so would just attract attention my way, which is unwanted and unwanted and the moment. (laughs) (laughs) She meant at the moment. Besides these fault finders, (laughs) they give you a new name for them every single sentence. (laughs) So what are they? They're nitpickers. Nitpickers, snobs, complainers, fault finders. (laughs) Besides, these fault finders are probably better off as zombies anyway. That's a good way to justify it. (laughs) (laughs) I quietly push my way through the kitchen doors and disappear into the kitchen. Once in the kitchen, I do find a back door that opens up into a fenced-off courtyard area behind the restaurant. I began to rack my brain about what to do and where to go. It slowly sinks in that it probably doesn't matter where I go. Sorry, it was <laughs> on the next page. Probably doesn't matter where I go. On earth I go. <laughs> Sorry. What? I'm just assuming that you should speak normal. <laughs> <laughs> it probably doesn't matter where on earth I go. Now that the zombies know how to swim, it's only <laughs> it's only a matter of time until they reach every last place that I could run to on earth. <laughs> And that running would just delay the inevitable. (laughs) (laughs) Even I have pity parties sometimes. (laughs) At some point, you just don't know what to do. (laughs) I like this this next part. I kick my feet through the dirt and frustration and pace back and forth. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) ah, shucks. (laughs) 
Eventually, my hand finds its way toward an old dusty painter's cloth draped over something large in the courtyard. I pull on it as I walk by, and this is another tactic, (laughs) as this is another tactic to release some of my pent-up aggression over the situation. When I am frustrated, I often like to pull (laughs) on cloths (laughs) to reveal what is under them. (laughs) My favorite is the old trick with the tablecloth and you uh, (laughs) rip it out and all the dishes are still standing. However, my swift, jerky pole (laughs) moves the painter's cloth just enough to expose what was hiding underneath it. Initially, I think to myself... No. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> I then hurriedly, hurriedly. <laughs> <laughs> you say that word. Hurriedly. Pull the, <laughs> pull the rest of the cloth off to confirm my suspicions. Yep. Sure enough, I was right. Sitting in front of me was an old spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> so you're dreaming and your mind your mind is like well they can swim so land or sea is out all of earth is going to be doomed the only thing that you can do is get off of the earth and <laughs> And it just makes up a spaceship <laughs> that's hidden behind a cloth. <laughs> I've never said that I wasn't quite the problem solver. <laughs> it's like when there's a will, there's a way. He just he moves the cloth and he's like, "No, <laughs> are my suspicions correct? <laughs> it is. It's an old spaceship." <laughs> Just like a thought. Just <laughs> Why are they hiding it? <laughs> this spaceship looked a lot like an X-Wing fighter from Star Wars. Excited that I may have a way of escaping this pandemic after all, I jump into the cockpit of the spacecraft and cross my fingers in hopes that the old thing could still fly and or that I could actually fly a spaceship (laughs) (laughs) with literally no training. (laughs) It's pretty easy. (laughs) I flipped the ignition switch and the engine roared to life. Content with my new lease on life, I took off toward the stars in search of zombie-free safe haven. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna... <laughs> it's like, what is that? Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, gonna search for a new new world. Suddenly, I'm transported to another world. As the next thing I remember is walking off the deck of a large spacecraft on a completely unfamiliar planet. I assume that this must be years after I had left Earth, as I was now a. <laughs> As I was now a general of an alliance of space freedom fighters. (laughs) (laughs) How did you... I don't know what goes through your head. Just because you leave Earth doesn't mean that you don't keep striving to be better and like make your way up the ranks. (laughs) This man just showed up. 
Let's make him a general. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> we'll never take our freedom. As I exited the ship, a few of my men and I were greeted by a group of people who introduced themselves as the royal family of this planet. And I asked why we were there. <laughs> Did you ask they that to asked. them? They asked why we were there. As I exited. Did I say I asked? And I were greeted by people who introduced themselves as the royal family of this planet and asked why we were there. Okay. <laughs> and I asked why we were there. <laughs> like, hello, royal family. <laughs> You'll have to forgive me. The last thing I remember was leaving Earth years ago. I am now apparently a general. Why am I here? <laughs> I explained to them that a zombie pandemic has been wreaking havoc across the galaxy. <laughs> that there was reason to believe that the pandemic would reach their planet in the near future. How is it... <laughs> one thing I'd never gotten about this. It's like, how does it leave Earth? <laughs> it's like, what do you got? Like, zombies holding other zombies by their ankles and just trying to throw them out into space? Just like, heave her. <laughs> one more time. Let's throw them in the sky. <laughs> how far did it get? Did it go into the atmosphere? <laughs> when we do it, we must spread this disease <laughs> to other planets. <laughs> we are overachievers. <laughs> One planet is simply not enough. <laughs> You're very sophisticated zombies. <laughs> well, they'd have to be. They've reached the outer realm of the Earth. It just, it just, they're out in, in space. Like, how do they do it? Did they get in a spaceship? I don't know. I think I took the only spaceship on Earth. So, so. yeah, that, that it still remains. Like, why? Why is <laughs> Were they there? It cuts to a scene and it's like another zombie. <laughs> and he grabs the painter's cloth and he's like, <laughs> can't be. It is an old spaceship. It's an old spaceship. <laughs> Hurry. Everyone get in. <laughs> <laughs> so they looked at each other and then back at me. The woman, I assume to be the queen, <laughs> tells me that they had heard that this pandemic had been making its way from planet to planet, but had hoped that it was just a rumor with no basis in reality. She then asked me to, fo to follow her to speak further on the subject, but just as we start walking, a scream can be heard from the ship. This scream was followed by the sound of gunfire and more screams. <sighs> we're too late. The pandemic is already here, I scream. Oh, we're too late. <laughs> the pandemic is already here, I scream. <laughs> 
while instructing the royal family and a few men and I had around me to run for cover. This is amazing. <laughs> We've... <laughs> We followed the royal family to a hidden bunker they had nearby in the desert we landed on or landed in. Once inside, we closed the doors and did our best to seal them off from would-be invaders. Once again, just when we thought we had a moment to catch our breath, the eldest daughter of the royal family began to spasm and convulse, blood spurting out of her mouth. I told the royal family that she's infected and that the only thing they can do is put her down before the transformation is complete. This way, she can pass away in peace instead of being relegated to an eternity of pain and torture as a zombie. <laughs> You're making a mighty huge assumption that just being a zombie is a horrible life. Yeah, apparently they've developed a space program. <laughs> I mean, they are very successful. They're migrators. <laughs> they've gone from planet They've to basically planet. conquerors. So basically they've done everything that humans did. I think <laughs> It's worse to be a human <laughs> or whatever else because you guys are in space and who knows what else is out. I mean, I don't know. Are these are these people? They're humanoids. They're humanoids. <laughs> Danny loves to dream about humanoids. <clears throat> they hated the idea. No. <laughs> but knew that I was right. Well, I got to say I'm not a big fan of killing my daughter. Of course they but, hated it. Like, but like, you know what? Basically, hey, we need to kill your daughter and what their response is going to be love it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. High five. <laughs> I reluctantly instructed one of my men <laughs> Okay, just listen to this sentence. I reluctantly instructed one of my men to take care of it and turned my back as the sound of the shot was fired <laughs> and a single shell fell to the floor. He's, ma he's making it seem like it was so painful to order one of his men to murder someone. <laughs> We don't want to kill our daughter, but you're right. It's the only way. Johnson, do it. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to look. <laughs> Leadership is difficult, all right? You got to make the tough calls. <laughs> A few hours. <laughs> Just forget a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just, I don't even know. Like, he just makes it so that, like, nothing can come back and get hit. Like, they couldn't come back and be like, well, you're the one that pulled the trigger. No, uh, it was Johnson. He didn't have to. You ordered him. Yeah, but did I pull the trigger? <laughs> A few hours after this tragic event, I found myself once again talking to the queen. She informs me that. Although they had hoped that this zombie pandemic was just a ruse, that they had taken the proper precautions and had been working on a cure for the disease just in case. <laughs> How? <laughs> she told me that they had made headway 
and that although they did not have a cure per se, she feels confident that they had created a viable vaccine that could prevent those who had not been infected yet from being susceptible to the pandemic. I told her that this was great news and that we must start distributing this vaccine to the masses as soon as possible. She agreed and asked me to go to her eldest daughter's high school to inform I forgot about this part, <laughs> to inform the students of what was happening and to prepare them for the vaccine. I headed straight over to the high school and had the faculty bring all of the students into the auditorium so that I could talk to them. Once all of the students were inside the auditorium, the principal addressed them and explained that I would be talking to them about something very important shortly. Like, like, <laughs> like in, in not in, that much time, in not that much time. Not like he will be telling you a very short message. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something very important shortly. <laughs> but first, she needs to take the time to let the kids know about the tragedy that had befallen their classmates, the princess, and why she was not with them today. It is because of this man. <laughs> he ordered Johnson Johnson to shoot. <laughs> but not before he turned his back. <laughs> I think it was more like this man did a very heroic thing today. <laughs> he made the decision to murder someone. <laughs> she, <laughs> she then announced that the princess's younger sister was sitting amongst them and was next in line for the throne. She asks the students to band together and to please help the young girl through this tough time. She then turned the time over to me. I introduced myself to the students, then let them know what was going on. That the pandemic had reached their planet, but that they were lucky as a vaccine was available to them. This could be the turning point we all needed to reverse the tide on this dreadful disease. Did they start working on the vaccine as soon as you got there or even before? No, that? they before. said before. They had heard about it, they but they just thought that it was like... A ruse. A ruse. <laughs> <laughs> but just in case, let's make a vaccine out of nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were a very advanced people. <laughs> I explained to the kids that in order to get the vaccine, they needed to come up to the front of the auditorium and get a binder clip from myself or one of my men. <laughs> they would then take this binder clip to the temporary facility we had set up outside and would exchange it for a doc <laughs> exchange it with a doctor for a vaccine these are very important binder clips <laughs> what do you mean binder clip i don't what just like the rings like the clips that are like oh like the little black the ones that's like what? open up <laughs> oh okay this is as good as money <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah this whole thing started with you trying to get some money and people going to california for christmas play i totally forgot about that whole beginning. we can't just we can't just line up and get a shot <laughs> you must take this binder clip listen to me this is very important if you lose this binder clip you We'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I told them What's not with <laughs> you and in, in this dream is making transactions between things that do not match at all. 
You're equating $300 to a PC or a CPU and a monitor and a binder clip to a life saving drug. <laughs> Everything has its place, its value. I told them not to lose their clip as it was the only way that the doctors would know that they were eligible for the vaccine, that they could not <laughs> get one without a binder clip. <laughs> Just see him like talking to his men. He's like, okay, we got to come up with a system. How are the doc? How are the doctors going to know? Anybody have any bright ideas? Emerson paperclip. Give him the, give him the clip, sir. <laughs> give it, give him the binder clips. <laughs> Every single one, take a binder clip, and then if they, then they get the shot. Genius, no. Emerson. I'm sure at first he was like paperclip. Give him a pay, and I'm like, that's no, that's too hard. Those, those are, are gonna too, lose them. Those are too tiny. And then he was like, clipboard. It's like too big. <laughs> think, think in the middle. <laughs> I like where you're going with the clips, though. (laughs) Once my speech was over, I instructed the kids to all line up and get binder clips. Most of the students did as instructed, and one by one, they picked up their clips and headed out to the vaccine facility. Unfortunately, I few students... Unfortunately, I few students grabbed their backpacks and started heading for the exits without getting a binder clip. I yelled at them to come and get their binder clip, but they wouldn't listen. One of my men... (laughs) One of my men come to my side. (laughs) Pat me on the back and said, You can't force them to get vaccinated. All we can do is vaccinate and save those that are willing. (laughs) Ah, I knew he was right. He continued handing out binder clips to those who were willing to take them. This is when I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Another fun adventure. (laughs) I mean, seriously, think about this dream. It started with him getting super upset or feeling bad about himself because his whole just office was going to California <laughs> for a play to watch a Christmas play. They're all dressed up in their jingly shoes or jiggly shoes <laughs> and, and ended up with him on a far off planet fighting off a zombie infection. <laughs> While also making a statement politically about anti-vaxxers. <laughs> yeah, anti-vaxxers. And I don't care if you listen to this and you don't like it. Freaking vaccinate your kids. Yeah. I'm tired. And, and Trav, Trav, you can only vaccinate the willing. <laughs> In the real world, it's no excuse to say, I didn't have a binder clip. <laughs> Yeah. We will accept credit cards, <laughs> money, cash. Or just come to my work. I'll give you a binder. Clip. Medicaid, Medicare. Or, you know, if you go and try and take out money from his bank, they'll just give you a CPU and a monitor. <laughs> but, all right. 
Well, as we always do, Danny goes and takes a look at uh, dreammoods.com and well puts done, in Trav. a few. I know this is the first time I've actually remembered it. And uh, puts in a few keywords just to see what he might have been feeling during this night. I, you're probably thinking to yourself, you have no clue <laughs> because it was all over the place. Was, I mean, he was probably feeling a multitude of feelings. <laughs> but here we go. Number one. Jealousy. If this does not say signifies that you are jealous of something <laughs> that is wrong. <laughs> signifies that such feelings may be carried over from your walking, waking life. Okay. Also represents your vulnerability and your fear of intimacy. Oh, damn. Sorry, Danny. That's rough. You need to work on self-love and on acknowledging your self-worth. You need to do that a little bit more. <laughs> so pretty much I beat myself up and I'm incapable of loving another. <laughs> uh, let's see. Dreaming about a zombie indicates that you are feeling overwhelmed by forces beyond your control. You are under tremendous stress in your waking life. Well, isn't everybody? I mean, I'm not saying that like you're about ready to jump off a cliff or anything, but it's like, I mean... You go to work, you deal with all work stuff. I mean, work is stressful. You have children. They never shut their mouths. And I'm not saying you're specifically. I'm just saying all, all children. children. <laughs> and all you want is just, just, just shush, quiet. But that's the thing. It's like, apparently <clears throat> I need some time for self-love, but I don't have it. So therefore I'm stressed that's why I have a dream that I'm jealous and have zombies. Okay. I was going to say, you put in a word here, and I'm going to be honest, I don't remember. When did you dream about milk? When, when oh, the, the milk, the milk truck. truck. Oh, the, the milk truck? <laughs> but I looked up milk truck, and it wasn't in there, so I was like, Just milk, milk symbolizes maternal instincts and motherly love. <laughs> also denotes human kindness, wholesomeness, and compassion. But you didn't actually dream of the milk. You just dreamt of the carrier of the milk. <laughs> that's funny because it's a truck. It's funny it means that because that's right where the guy got attacked by zombies and his body was torn limb for limb. <laughs> Leaving his baby and wife with you. <laughs> so I guess that's where my maternal instincts kicked in. And... You left them. Yeah. No well, maternal instincts. No, it lasted as long as I was in the vicinity of the milk. You... <laughs> You you just booked it to the docks. <laughs> as soon as you saw the indigenous people, you were like, F you guys. <laughs> so if you dream about a tribe, suggest that you are being confronted by some unknown people, situation, or idea which you are afraid of. Who are you? What are you afraid of? The zombies. <laughs> well, yeah, in the dream, but in life. Real life zombies. Real life zombies. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you dream about a resort, represents your need for some relaxation. Okay. Beach. I'm not calling you a beach. I'm saying if you dream about a beach, uh, symbolizes the meeting between your two states of mind. The sand is symbolic of the rational and mental processes, while the water signifies the irrational, unsteady, and emotional aspects of yourself. It is a place of transition between the physical, material, and the spiritual. Ooh. So really, I'm conflicted. <clears throat> you know, they call it sand because that's where the sea and the land meet. 
Oh. oh. Is that for real? <laughs> I don't know, but I heard it somewhere. <laughs> Makes, Makes sense, sense to me. It does. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, it's very a place of <clears throat> confliction, apparently, according to that the definition. I'm just, I don't know oh. what to do. I'm very conflicted. You are. Part of me is trying to warn these people. Part of me wants to go leave. And just save yourself. So if I, what do I do? I end up just sitting alone at a table for two <laughs> in a restaurant. <laughs> Listening to those naysayers and nitpickers and whatever. Uh, <laughs> the complainers. Of the two choices of when combining sea and land, I think we chose the better one as a species. Sand, or else it would have just been Lee. What? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. But spelled L-E-A. Look at all yeah. this Lee in my hand. <laughs> There's so many. Let's make a of Lee, Lee castle. <laughs> Some guy named Lee. He like, oh, you make a my castle. <laughs> we gotta stop doing Asian accents. <laughs> you're the one who does them. I can't help it. So if a dude like really was like good at bowling, but he didn't try that hard, would we call him a Lee bagger? <laughs> Instead of sandbagging? Yeah. Sandbagging? You're sandbagging. You're Lee bagging. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you dream about a spaceship, symbolizes your creative mind. It denotes a spiritual journey into the unknown and signals self-development and self-awareness. Okay. Royalty. To see a member of royalty represents spiritual strength, grace, power, extravagance, as well as ruthlessness. Like, of your own self? You weren't the ruler. No, it said there was, like, different things. Like, if you see royalty, that's what it was. I know. There's other things that were, like, if you are royalty, then it was something else. Vaccine indicates that you are being influenced by the beliefs and wishes of others. Don't be influenced be an influencer and vaccinate <laughs> and vaccinate you a-holes <laughs> <laughs> they're like it's funny trav is pretty chillax if to use a millennial word and just he just is pretty usually most things don't phase him too much but vaccination and the lack thereof gets under his skin well it's like like when diseases no that have since been like cured and just gone for a long time, all of a sudden start creeping back because somebody's like, Oh, vaccines create autism. I'm like, okay, which they don't, they don't, but let's just say they did. Would you rather be autistic or dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying <laughs> ask someone who's autistic uh, who, who's autistic a little Asperger's or polio yeah what do you want well in the dream Danny made the decision if you were a zombie you'd rather be dead <laughs> than <live> as a zombie <laughs> so anyway that could be a whole other topic that we could do for another thing but that would be a serious topic yeah. but anyway that is everything thank you for listening to pandemic we hope you enjoyed it. This is probably one of my, this is one of my I, I think this so far to date is my favorite dream that you've had. And it's so out of there. It beats but, the cobras and cows? Yep. Oh yeah. It beats it beats tsunami. But uh, anyway, like always, visit our website 
at QCodePodcast.com, and uh, there will be a link for this episode, and uh, you'll be able to go in and, and put in any comments that you have. Uh, and then we always ask, we, we need somebody to give us an ending. Somebody's got to step up. Nobody's done it yet. <laughs> you have nine beginnings of stories. Give us an ending. We just need one ending. Uh, visit us on our uh, social media pages, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at QCO Podcast. And please also uh, don't forget to leave us a review. And, and then go to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. And, uh, you know, one of these days, like, if we can get enough people interested, we will turn these into, like, little cartoons or something. We will figure it out because they need to be visual. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been racking my brain. I'm like, do we just act it out? But, like, how do we act out just flying space zombies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like, there's just too many moving parts here. So, so yeah, um, if we can get a lot of, of uh, subscribers and followers, we can make this stuff happen. We will get an illustrator or something. A and cartoonist. We, a cartoonist, and we will make this into a cartoon series. Like, not just this one, but all of his dreams. So, I'm. that is my charge, my, my invite. Your dream. My dream. <laughs> is to turn my dreams into reality. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. But anyway, thanks again, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you next week.